What up, y'all? It has been a long, long, long time since my last solo pod. Probably too long. And uh, I gotta be honest, I, I really, really contemplated ending this pod. Uh, I put a post up about it when I did my Potif- Potify. Spotify wrapped, uh, they have like a podcaster version where you can see your stats and post them and stuff. Uh, for those who follow me on Instagram, uh, I posted that and I put some stuff there in the captions. Um, you know, I, I, I debate often because, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so I guess I should intro, uh, this is the sexual intellectual podcast still surviving, still here. And uh, I'm your host, JD, aka He Who Pods. So, uh, yeah, I. Um, the thing is, I gotta be honest, you know, I am on, I have the pleasure, the honor of being on multiple podcasts uh, with some really great co hosts. And, um, you know, I, I, I contemplate there's times when there are three different podcasts coming out in a week, you know, um, and I know everyone doesn't watch every podcast, everyone doesn't catch every clip, everyone doesn't get every link, but I contemplate sometimes, is it too much content? Am I putting out too many things? Uh, Gary V would say no. But everyone is not Gary V. Everyone does not share his enthusiasm for pumping out content. And consumers don't always feel the same way. And so that's something I think about often. Not only my side of things as a creator, but your guy's side of things as a consumer. So, you know, I was wondering at one point, man, should I should I be putting out more content? Should I be doing the solo pod? Do people even still care for the solo pod? Um and I think that the answer is yes, I should still do it because the topics are different. Uh, the viewers are different. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who is still here and everyone who's been patient. Uh, I've not been good at putting out these podcasts regularly. And it's something that I am clear that I need to work on. So um, I will do my best to do that. Uh, I'll be honest, I've been struggling with time management. There's a lot of stuff going on. This is one of technically five podcasts that I do. And I also have a nine to five and a business and a life. (laughs) And I'm trying to be better with my fitness as well. For those who watch Food, Fitness and Fun, we talked about some of the changes I've been doing over there. Uh, and it's a lot to juggle, you know, uh, a lot of you may not know, but a lot of the behind the scenes stuff for the podcasts that I do, uh, it, it falls on me a lot of it. Uh, I do have some co-hosts who do an awesome job at helping and doing some of the things y'all don't see and some of the things y'all do see, but may not know who does it. But uh, there's a lot of stuff to edit and post and schedule and just you know just one guy so sometimes it's it becomes overbearing and 
that's the moments when I'm like, but didn't they just get two podcasts this week from me technically? Do they need a third? Like y'all got Man Cave and let's have a real conversation this week. Or y'all got let's have a real conversation and food, fitness, and fun this week. And for like the five of y'all who watch it, y'all got the podcast with me and my daughter this week. Not this week, literally, but in those moments, these are the things that I think of when it's like, oof, I don't know if I have it in me to record a pod today. That's when sometimes I'm like, man, fuck it. They already got three things for me this week. That's enough. Um, but I think that this this forum is a little different. Um, and some of you have discussed with me why you watch this podcast and what it does for you that some of the other ones do not. And so I hear you and I appreciate you. I will be here posting, creating, podcasting more often. I cannot promise that it will be every week, but I would like to go back to every week. Uh, It's kind of wild that this is only my 20th episode, uh, especially when at one point these were coming out every week. So I'll work on that. Um, I will do my best to be up here more regularly. Uh, but I can't promise every week. I don't want to sit here and lie to y'all. It's not the kind of relationship we've built. So, uh, there's been a fuck ton of stuff that has happened in the news. Uh, A lot of things that are happening that I really don't care to discuss at the moment. Uh, some things are ongoing that I do have interest in, but I'm not ready to discuss because there are still things happening. One of those things is student debt relief. There's a lot of things that are going on because so many states are challenging it and trying to halt it. Um, so you guys can go look that up. Um, I think when there's a solid or definitive moment, then we can fully discuss the plan, what's happened, etc. Um, because things are changing minute to minute, so I don't want to do it now and then more changes happen. Uh, There's a lot going on with our former president and him challenging things and the courts challenging things and all of that, along with him running again. Uh, Another story that's ongoing. Um, For now, I'd like to put it on the back burner, Um, not because I don't have opinions, but because, again, these are things that are changing on a rapid basis. These are things that are changing frequently. Uh, Constantly, there are developments happening. So, oh, there's a spider on my ceiling. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) That was a squirrel moment. Spider. (laughs) Squirrel. Anyway, uh, I'm going to have to call this episode Spider now. (laughs) Anyway, um... (laughs) Well, I was saying, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that are ongoing with the former president, including him announcing that he will be running again. Uh, Oh, man, and Twitter. Woo-wee. All right, let's talk a little bit about Twitter. So for those who don't know, Twitter has always been my favorite platform uh, in 2011, 2012, something like that. I discovered it and was on there a lot. Uh, I may have even met some of you through that uh handle i used to have a jd nero account which was largely based on my music and then a lot of things happened there years later twitter took my account down because i was using a third party app to post music 
apparently when the DMCA, DMCA, something like that, copyrights and uh, music laws changed, um, Twitter flagged like all the posts I did and said I violated all of these policies that were technically new and erased my account, banned my account, whatever. Listen, I and and I lost a lot of accounts that I followed and was in contact with because things happen. And so those who know Cherry Eggplants, it's actually a new page if you have me on Twitter compared to back when I was on Twitter regularly. But I've always loved Twitter. Twitter was one of the first places to incorporate hashtags. It's something that Facebook and other platforms took from there. Uh, incorporating the fact that they were searchable, not that they existed. I don't know if Twitter created the hashtags. I, I'm not going to lie, but I know they were the first ones that had it searchable and you know where you could find things based on hashtags. Made it very easy and convenient for people to be a part of conversations and join communities. And so that's part of what I was doing up there in those days, 2011, 2010, 2012. Uh, fast forward, many things have changed. You all know by now, Elon Musk is now the majority owner of Twitter. He's been having lots of problems as he's been firing staff and doing all type of stuff. Uh, they said Twitter was going to end. I knew Twitter was not going to end. One of the major people in, in, on the staff who do things said like, oh yeah, it probably will only last a week because there's not enough staff and some people sabotage things. Then they came back and was like, yeah, it, it might actually, it might only last like a day longer. Well, surprise, Twitter is still here. Twitter's not going anywhere. Uh, the platform may change. The things allowed on the platform may change. The user base may change, but the platform's not going anywhere. It's too big. It's too powerful. Um, and Elon's trying to figure it out. Um, you know, it, it, it takes a village to raise a child and it takes a staff to run a company. Uh, Elon has fired everybody and their mother. And there are lots of things changing all the time with Twitter the things he's trying to introduce to keep it afloat. Uh, man, he's got a lot going on. And, um, you know, I am excited to see what happens with Twitter. I think that it is very interesting that all of this is happening. And I'm very curious to see where Twitter goes. I don't agree with everything that's being done. I understand all of the the the... I guess concerns, I don't want to say complaints, but the concerns with Twitter blue and the verified checks and things like that, people wild out with that, mimicking companies and, uh, you know, celebrities and powerful personas. Um, I totally get all of the concerns with that. It makes it very easy to be confused and uh, create chaos for um, people's reputations, companies' reputations, things like that. Um, and I think that sometimes when you enter a new business venture, regardless of how seasoned you are in business, there's a learning curve. And I think Elon has a lot to learn. Uh, he needs to get some good staff around him and really make sure that he is getting it popping because, uh, yeah, you can't operate it with no staff. No staff means lots of problems. So, uh, I'm excited for Twitter. And I'm excited to see what happens in the future. I hope that Twitter continues to thrive. Uh, 
Uh, I've always enjoyed Twitter. It's always been my favorite platform, even though since I lost my main account, I am on it way less. And I pretty much just like and retweet stuff at this point. Um, but yeah, so that's Twitter. Uh, we'll get back to, to Twitter, I guess. Um, Kanye's been making a fool of himself. There's a lot of it that ties to politics. I'd like to leave that alone for now and focus more on another part of what he has done, something that he did and said very recently. Uh, while snitching on Chris Paul and allegedly saying that he, or alleging that he knows Chris Paul was fucking Kim K while they were married, Kanye also stated that porn ruined his marriage. That's right. P-O-R-N. That's what he said. He said porn ruined his marriage. Well, are you sure? Are you sure that it was porn that ruined your marriage? Because I would argue that it was porn that started your marriage. Hear me out. You said yourself that your lady, Kim K, was made famous by what? A sex tape. Porn. Uh, pretty sure that whether you agree or disagree, listeners, watchers, viewers, consumers, you know about the sex tape. I think it is foolish. I think as usual, he is lacking accountability and saying anything and everything to garnish the attention of others. Porn did not ruin your marriage. And even if you want to say that Kim K has a porn addiction, knowing that and staying there means that you enabled her. And let's be clear, I'm not saying that Kim K has a porn addiction. I think this is more foolishness from Kanye, but I'm just, dabbling in the what ifs, if you will. Saying that porn ruined your marriage is some really corny shit. There's nothing wrong with porn. What you choose to indulge in is an individual decision. And someone who's partnered up with another person, part of your job is to communicate. If you see that porn is causing a problem with your marriage, well, then you need to communicate and there needs to be other steps taken if this truly is a problem. I clearly don't believe Kanye, but I just thought this was an interesting topic because first, how dare you? Second, stop it. Third, really? Of all the things you could have blamed, you chose to blame porn? You chose to blame the adult film industry? Dude, for real? In the words of Ed Lover, come on, son, you gotta stop. I know at this point, you, Kanye, are saying anything and everything, and I don't know why, because if it's all about attention, brother, that's about all you're getting is attention, because you are losing every deal, 
and everything that you are trying to do is becoming more and more difficult. And that's probably not the wisest thing to be doing when they just slapped you with $200,000 a month for child support. You probably should be more worried about your coins, as the kids say. But yeah, of all the foolishness he said and done, I think this was the one I'd like to address. And if you listen to some of the other podcasts on Let's Re- Let's Have a Real Conversation, I couldn't say that for a minute. The spider distracted me again. He's making moves. Or she. I don't want to judge. I don't want to assume. Uh, damn. Like, the adult film industry of all things is really weird. You should be more worried about your money at this point. Because clearly you have financial obligations. So that's all I got on Kanye for now. If you want to hear more of the things I've said about Kanye and more of my thoughts on Kanye on Let's Have a Real Conversation podcast, we've talked about him in full. There are a couple episodes back to back when everything was happening uh, where we discuss it. We had a Kanye episode where we speak about the rise and fall and we kind of say our goodbyes to only have to come back and speak about him again because that was recorded before all the chaos really, really happened. And I think like an episode or two before that, we spoke about the things that he said, like when they just happened, when the whole like, before I go to bed, blah, blah, blah. I think we did an episode speaking about that too. And so you can go check that out if you haven't. Uh, Let's have a real conversation podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's move on. Let's talk about somebody else who has been saying and doing some interesting things. For a while now, I've spoke about Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, it's it's sad that I have to continue to discuss another person of color, another brown-skinned fellow, uh, another brother. Uh, but Eric Adams has made a lot of... Uh, what word to choose here? A lot of interesting statements in the almost year he's been in office. Uh... He came in with this initiative of fixing the homeless problem, getting the homeless people off the streets. And there were a lot of things that were said about that, felt about that. I even covered some of that when it happened. Um, Then at one point, uh, in between my last pod and this pod, he did a press conference and made several statements about how crime is not a problem in New York, how the media is blowing it out of proportion. But if you check the stats, crime is up and crime is a problem in New York. Uh, He stated that it wasn't, he downplayed it. And instead of working with officials, instead of trying to be solution-based, after downplaying that, Eric Adams went back to his homeless initiative. And the latest thing is that homeless people, I'm gonna pull up an article because I don't I don't wanna word this the wrong way and then later be held accountable for fucking up. Uh, I usually don't use them too much, but it's the first thing that came up. I'm trying to be quick. So this is an article from CNN. Uh, 
It reads, New York City Mayor Eric Adams gave the city's first responders, including its police force, a controversial new task this week to enforce a state law that allows them to involuntary commit people experiencing a mental health crisis. Uh, Adams said it was a myth that first responders can only involuntarily commit those who displayed an, quote, overt act that they may be suicidal, violent, or danger or a danger to others. Instead, he said the law allowed first responders to involuntarily commit those who cannot meet their own, quote unquote, basic needs. A lower bar. Uh... They say adult, uh, officers will get additional training. I don't want to read this whole article to y'all. I don't think it's necessary. Adam said, this is a quote, it's not acceptable for us to see someone who clearly needs help and walk past it. And walk past. Yeah. All right. So basically... Uh, the police can now ob uh, obtain people who are having a breakdown or, as the quote said, uh, cannot, you know, they, they can't take care of themselves. Um, this, this causes some problems. Um, I'm, I'm not going to make fun of Eric Adams' Uh, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think what he's doing is intentionally bad. I just don't know if this is the right solution because one, one, if let's say someone is having a breakdown or someone's having a real issue and police approach, it, it, it can lead to more harm than good. Police don't have the best record when it comes to dealing with people of color, specifically who are, uh, I have to word this carefully, um, who are, who can be perceived as resisting or uh, if the situation is escalating. Police don't have the best record in those two situations, right? If it seems like a person is resisting arrest and they're a person of color, or if the situation is escalating. And so now you're putting more people in danger, right? Also, let's add an element to that. If this person truly is mentally ill, they could attack the police officer. They could cause bodily harm to the police officer. And so now you're putting both parties or all parties' lives at risk. Um, that concerns me for multiple reasons. The next piece is when it comes to the amount of beds available for mental health patients, psychiatric patients, the city, I don't, all right, quick backstory or quick piece of context, I guess. Um, I used to work for tier two homeless shelters. 
uh, one specifically, I worked there for like eight years. Um, and so I was able to, during my time there, I saw lots of different moving pieces of the homeless uh, pandemic um, and the, the different things that are contributing, the different moving pieces uh, of individuals who are in the homeless, um, who are in the system, I guess is the best way to say it. I'm trying not to be offensive uh, because I know these are all delicate topics. And I also think people who are homeless also have a bad reputation uh, because homeless does not mean I'm choosing to live in the street. It simply means that for some reason or another, I don't have a home. Could have been a fire, could have been financial hardships, could have been any number of things. And so I don't want to offend anyone uh, when I say these things. And also to be blunt, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens to people who are trying to get help through the homeless system. But through, ah, through the, I don't even know if I should say the homeless system, but through the system, uh, through the, the way that the government does things. Department of Homeless Services does a lot, but one, they're often overwhelmed by the numbers of people coming in and out of the system. And two, um, everyone's situation is different. I've never been a fan of assuming because someone is homeless that they are choosing to be or that there's some, you know, piece of shit as, as the public paints them. So working in the shelter, I got to see a lot of the moving pieces that happen when you're in the system. Um, how What you have to do to be in a shelter, how you stay in a shelter, how the shelter's turnover rate works when someone leaves and comes back. And if there's a mental health component, what that, how that changes, how the case is dealt with and how those services may be outsourced if the shelter cannot provide those services themselves. Um, so I know firsthand how some of this works and I don't want to get into those details at the moment, but Spider, you can help me out. Right. Spider, you got some? Uh, I don't know if the city or the state is ready for the influx that this would give the facilities. Um, because simply put, this city, this state, New York City, New York State is not ready to fill every bed back to back. There's a turnover rate. You have to deal with the individual issues as they come. And if you're going to just start swooping people off the street, scooping people off the street and throwing them in these situations, it could be bad for the staff, for the city, for the facilities, for the individuals. Um, so there have been times on this podcast where I've poked fun at Mayor Eric Adams when I've said things about him that have annoyed me. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to solve the hom homeless issue in New York. It's something that I've said for years needs to be addressed. It is very problematic. And I think during the pandemic, people got to really uh, put that under a microscope. 
But I don't know if just the fuck. Oh, see, I'm pretty blind. I just learned that that is not a spider. Maybe I'll edit that out. Uh, I just think that, yeah, there's a problem. And during the pandemic, we got to really see, or maybe everyday people got to really see how bad it is. Um, but I don't, I don't know if this is the right thing without building facilities and training professionals to deal with these situations. If you create a program that helps professionals get uh, properly trained for this, then sure. But to just say, we're gonna dump X amount of people into the system now because we want them off the streets, you're creating new problems and not necessarily finding the best solution. I think we need a better solution for this problem. And so that's, that's my take. So, so California has been investigating uh, how things would go if they gave reparations to their residents, uh, obviously their black residents. So here you go. This is a quick excerpt from the New York Times. A California task force studying the long-term effects of slavery and systematic racism on black residents in the state has estimated a whopping $569 billion in reparations is owed to the descendants of enslaved people, according to a report. The nine-member panel concluded that black Californians whose ancestors were in the United States in the 19th century are due $223,200 each due to discriminatory practices utilized from 1933 to 1977, the New York Times reported. I would like to know how the fuck they got that number, first of all. Second of all, are y'all going to pay these people? Because don't just do the research and then tell me I'm not getting paid. Are y'all going to pay people? Because if not, what the fuck was the point of this? And where that number came from, perhaps I need to do further research, but who came up with this number and why? Was inflation factored in? Was pain and suffering fa fa factored in? Yo, it's a weird topic. It's like, <sighs> the truth is that so many things were done to our people and so much generational damage has been, I guess, inflicted uh, 
that I don't know how you fix it. Dave Chappelle had a skit about black people getting rep reparations. What you do with your money. Obviously, Dave Chappelle does political jokes. It was on Chappelle's show years ago. You can look it up. Cool. But, um... $223,000 each? Why? And... What makes y'all believe this is the right number? And I really just am confused because not only was stuff done during slavery, but stuff was done afterwards. There was land just given away to people who were from, to people who were not of color, to people who were not brown and black. Land was just given to them at one point. Even Martin Luther King spoke about this. And that means that people started in a deficit after they were quote unquote free. And then there's Tulsa and so many other things that have been done to our people. 223,000? I, I just don't know. I don't know where this came from. I would like to know more. I'm probably going to go find out more. And maybe we'll talk about it here again. But I'm very confused by this because I don't understand where this is coming from, why this number is so low, and what made them choose this number specifically. Because people are still being affected by the things that have happened. All the way from our diet, like the scraps that we turned into soul food and have been normalized, and the fact that we eat scraps and turned it into miracles, and that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation to where it's something that is ingrained in us, something we get excited about. So you can start there at the diet. You can go all the way to the lifestyle, the way that we look at finances, the lack of understanding of finances and taxes and write-offs. There are so many layers to this onion. I don't think the United States or California specifically is ready to have a real conversation about reparations because then you have to unpack all of the things that really happened during that time frame. And I don't think they're ready to do that because really you would owe people a lot more than that. You would owe people land. You would owe people just so many things that are like some things you can't even just repay for. It's like the old MasterCard commercials, like flowers, $12, candy, $7, date night, $100, quality time, priceless. Yeah, priceless. They mean it in a good way. I'm saying it in a bad way. All the things that happen to people of color, priceless. There's no dollar amount that really is going to make up for all the fucked up shit that has happened and continues to happen. Honestly, there are so many things that have been 
embedded in our culture and embedded in us mentally, emotionally, physically, I don't think you could put a dollar amount on it. So what I'm saying is, sure, if we're going to have a conversation about reparations, let's have a real conversation and let's start putting real dollar amounts behind it. But I don't think this country is ready to have a real conversation about reparations, especially the people who are not black or brown. And maybe y'all will kill me for this stance, but that's my stance. Because America does not like to take accountability. That's a big part of what happens in this country. No, me, no, it was your fault. No, no, but your grandma did it. That's the American way. So, yeah. And speaking of the American way, let's keep it on America. Good morning, America. Man, y'all are all over the media discussing this affair. Y'all don't get it. People who work together spend a lot of time together. Everybody's nine to five is not a legit nine to five. Some people have to spend mad time together with these coworkers. So yes, with time spent, emotion grows. I believe Obi Trice said that on an Eminem song years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Obi Trice on the song, Spend Some Time. With time spent, emotion grows. People who work together end up fucking sometimes. Yes. No, it doesn't matter if they're married. People like each other. People admire each other. People adore each other. Work place romances will happen. And in this country, in this age, there are going to be people who don't care if they have a spouse at home. And I think that is the part that people are not understanding. Yeah, people are gonna fuck. People are going to do things at work with coworkers, etc. That's not the problem. The problem is that they are breaking their marriage vows. They are betraying their spouse. That's probably the part we should be focusing on. Whether that spouse is Nia Long, Tom, Dick, Harry, or whoever else, that's the part we should be focusing on. Not the fact that, oh my God, why would they do this with their coworker? Well, because they probably spend lots of time with their coworker. They probably enjoy being around their coworker. And they probably find their coworker very attractive. That's just the reality. People at work be fucking. That's not really the problem. The problem is that they're breaking their marriage vows. They are ruining something that the uh, that they have put together with this other person. They are destroying a union, a partnership, etc. And that's probably the part we should focus on. Not necessarily just that they're having sex or that they went upstate to some cabin or that they were training for a marathon. That th Those parts don't matter as much. What matters is that you have betrayed the trust of your partner, you've thrown away years and years of commitment, and you're violating this other person. So that's probably the part that we should put more sauce on. 
that's probably the part that should be focused on, not just, oh my God, people are having sex at work or with coworkers. Yeah, people do that. It happens. Yeah. Sometimes you be around a person a lot, you start to admire things. Oh man, look at their smile. Oh, okay, I see that little cute outfit. Oh man, but why that gray shirt is fitting you better now? You start noticing these things because you're around this person. And so, yeah, that happens. But that's not the problem. The problem is that you made a commitment to someone else. You made a commitment to a spouse, a partner, uh, uh, the, the parents of your children. And I'm not only speaking about Good Morning America. I'm speaking about all of the public things that have been coming out about married people uh, being intimate with coworkers. That's the problem. Not that they had sex with a coworker or made out and got caught with a coworker or that. not a spider or that you know they're having a workplace fling it's that they violated this other person who's been committed to them and who's not having an affair that we know of that's the problem and that's the foul part and that hurts regardless of who you are whether you're a celebrity or joe schmo that hurts and that's the part that people should focus on that's the part we should probably be discussing as a populace, not the overwhelming overreact to people doing things together with coworkers. Who cares? People fuck. These things happen. People spend a lot of time with coworkers. It's not rare. To be honest, this shit happens a lot. It just is not something that is always brought to the public eye. Honestly. Maybe we should focus on the right shit and have the real conversations, no pun intended. So that's it for me today. More stuff real soon. Thank you again for being here. And uh, oh yeah, I don't know if y'all seen the Instagram stats, you know, or rather the stats I put up on Instagram for this pod, this channel, but thank you to everyone who's been sharing. There was a lot of sharing on Instagram and direct link shares. You know, I appreciate y'all for that. Real talk. Thank you. Please keep sharing, liking, commenting. I appreciate you. Each and every one of you. And to the few of you who've been asking me, <laughs> where's the solo pod? It's here. Thank you for your patience. I appreciate y'all. See y'all soon.